Talk Radio 191 FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Morena, John. You're a co-chair, and yes, it's more and more politics with John Moore, and today I'm looking at Indonesia's parliament's move to ban extramarital sex. Indonesia could have a new draconian criminal code anytime soon. The proposed code would outlaw extramarital sex and so also effectively outlaw gay sex. Also, adultery, adultery would become a crime, insulting the president would carry a jail sentence and the country's blasphemy laws would be expanded. And women who have an illegal abortion could be imprisoned for up to four years. Protests had broken out around Indonesia against the new criminal code, and the police have used violence to disperse protesters. In a seeming response to the protests against the new criminal code, President Joko Widodo has made the country's parliament postpone the bill. Why are civil and human rights under attack in Indonesia? Conservative and reactionary Islamic groups have been pushing for Indonesia to take up a strict religious legal code for decades now. However, the Indonesian state is effectively constitutionally a secular institution that does not give preference to any particular set of religious beliefs. With the exception of the region of Aceh, an Islamic criminal code is not practiced or enforced by the state in this Muslim-majority country. However, Islamist groups have been successful in having certain components of Sharia law, that's Islamic law, implemented under the guise of secular morality laws and the general strengthening of the criminal code. The last time there was a big push for such morality laws was with what was ostensibly anti-pornography legislation. The attempt to implement such legislation was met with mass protests around the country. Do these crackdowns on democracy and human rights come from the fact that Islam is the dominant belief system in Indonesia? Yes and no. The majority of people in Indonesia are Muslims, and in fact Indonesia is the largest Muslim-majority country in the world. However, there are various forms of of Islam practiced in Indonesia, and strict fundamentalist Muslims still represent a minority of the population, however a very sizable minority. The largest Islamic organisation in Indonesia, Natlatul Ulama, includes leading Islamic leaders who promote a non-radical and distinctly Indonesian form of religion. The second largest Muslim organisation in the country, Muhammadiyah, promotes a more strict and so-called pure form of Islamic belief. As well as these two mass Islamic organisations, Indonesia has a number of smaller and militant Muslim groups who promote the imposition of strict Islamic law. The most significant militant religious organisation is Front Pembilla Islam or the Islamic Defenders Front. Front Pembilla Islam will use violence in its attempts to promote its reactionary beliefs. And the organisation does have support from various politicians in the country's parliament. Indonesia's move towards a more draconian society is primarily being pushed by such conservative and, re- and reactionary religious groups. But these organisations are yet to win their war 
of turning Indonesia into a strict Islamic country. Moderate and secular Muslims are fighting back, that is, are pushing back against these conservative and reactionary organisations. And protesters have won a small battle in having the new criminal code postponed for now. But we'll have to wait and see what exactly happens in the future in regards to this new draconian criminal code. Indeed. That's your political roundup for today. Thank you very much, John. Have uh, I'll see you, I'll see you later this morning. For sure. All right. This was a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.